Welcome to Watching with Bear. I'm Mark. I'm Michelle. And we will discuss The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 3 this evening. After we talk a few beers we had today. We won't mention the ones we're having right now since we've already discussed those before. Um, well, I guess we'll start with... I'll start with one I've had since our last <coughs> episode. Um, Big Luscious from Founders. It's a chocolate-covered raspberry stout. That's pretty damn good. It was everything you'd expect with a bit of a roast. It may be a little too sweet, maybe, but so I gave it a four and a quarter on that one. You had a little taste of it. You seemed to like it. Mm-hmm. And then earlier today, we went to our favorite little brewery, Windshift, again. No way. I can't believe we're talking about Windshift beers. I know. But, you know, they had a, one they put out yesterday that we really wanted to try. And then a mm-hmm. new version of other ones we've had. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with the German chocolate cake. Yes. Nice big 12% stout. It was nice and sweet as a cake with slight, I put slight hunt if the coconut. <laughs> How the fuck did that come out? I guess that 12% hit me quick. It should be a slight hint of coconut. Boy, I really got to fix that fucking shit. That sounds stupid. So I gave that one a four and a quarter. And you rated it, what, four Four, and a half? No, 4.75. 4.75, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it really did come off as a nice German chocolate cake. And, you know, there was a bit of caramel in there, like you'd said. And last times with a good a German chocolate cake, you don't really taste the coconut. It just it becomes part of yeah. everything. Yeah. I mean, it's there. You know it, but it doesn't stand out. I just needed a piece of German chocolate cake to go <laughs> with it. Well, yeah, that would that have been, been a hell of a mix, or just a regular chocolate cake. No, German chocolate. Okay. <laughs> and then we had. They said this one here was a fourth version. Mm-hmm. Of the Busby's Fujita Scale L, and last time we had the pineapple, the pineapple orange, pineapple cherry, and this time we had the pineapple orange cherry coconut version. Yes. And what did you think? Uh, I gave it four point seven five. It was really good. <laughs> I put a tutti frutti bomb. Wow, because it was it tasted like tutti frutties. It was nice and juicy, you know. Really juicy. Yeah, I gave it a four. Um, then I had a couple tasters, the Godzilla Dust Cloud, which is a red IPA. And it was very malty in the nose and um, kind of got the same in the taste. It was a little sweet and then got the hoppiness coming through. So I also gave that one a four. What did you think of that one? Um, Since you're not a big IPA person, and the red IPA yeah, is slightly different. It wasn't bad. I liked it, but, you know. But you liked the next one quite a bit. Yeah. This was a, a pale ale that used Strata Hops. Um, it's their Spotlight series, so just focused on the, the single hop. Um, I put the nose is dank as fuck. And the hop is brightening in your face. It's a great pale ale. It really, I mean, it was 
it had the mouthfeel and everything of a pale, but the nose and stuff was more IPA. It was, you know, very, very dank. Yeah, it was but, really good. Yeah, that hop really came through. Well, I gave that one a four and a half. And enjoyed the hell out of that. And the last one we had today was the Elderberry Goza. Yes. And? I gave it a 4.5. It's really good. Um, you could really smell the berries. Mm. You really could. Oh, and I... It was very good. It was just sour, very fruity. Yes. Well, it's a goza, so it's yeah. going to be a sour, a little tart. Mm -hmm. And um, I um, thought the nose kind of reminded me of like Flintstone vitamins, that type of fruity smell. And I said, well, at least it isn't chalky and does have a real nice fruity taste, too. And I gave it four and a quarter. So, but yeah, that was a pretty nice little stop again. Oh, yeah. And it is kind of a regular habit, at least every week or two. Yeah. And it's been about every two weeks most of the time. <laughs> Always got something going on. So anyway, let's jump into the heiress. And this is the shortest episode of the season so far. And if you take out, like, the recap and the credits, it's pretty much under 30 minutes. Yeah. Because I noticed that the end credits earlier were damn near five minutes long. It was, when I first looked at it, it was, there were still four minutes and 45 seconds to go. And I don't, I mean, I think I missed a few seconds there, but... Not quite five minutes worth, I don't think, but pretty fucking close. Yeah. And that's kind of the problem with this. I don't I mean when it got nominated. I thought it was nominated for like best drama series. I when I think of drama series, I don't think of half hour fucking shows. And I know this one's gotten a lot of praise, and it's done well, and it was it was a good episode, but. Eh, Again, We're it's too much more same-o, same-o, if you ask me. This one here had almost two instances of it. Yeah, we're not going really going much of anywhere. So we'll really. start without spoilers, but anyway, Mando's getting the, the frog lady back to her husband, mm -hmm. and he's got the child with him. He's trying to find some Mandalorians, and he gets sent from one person to the other to... You know, to find them, which doesn't work out so well. He he ends up finding them, not the way he wanted to. Yeah, that's because they found him. Yes, because as they said, we good thing we found you. Yeah. And then they're trying to stop some weapon cells or movement of weapons, and that leads into a pretty fun scene um, on a freighter ship. So, anyway, I guess, I don't know what else to really say non-spoilery. I mean, we we meet, and we don't, we don't know a goddamn thing about the cartoons, the... Right, yeah, because we have the The two them. series, The Rebels, right. and, um, goddammit, I forget, Clone Wars. You know, I mean, we're in our 50s, we, we know the fucking movies, that's what, you know, we grew up with. 
that's all there was. We didn't have, you know, as much of this information. So these characters that are showing up really don't mean a whole hell of a lot to us. I know they're very fan servicey um, for the people that watch the cartoons. I mean, to me, the Star Wars universe is the movies. You know, I've read a few of the spinoff books, but I mean, I only read one. And Timothy Zahn three series were good, you know, that I remember, but. I still wouldn't consider that those characters, even though as much as everybody loves like Mara Jade, part of the whole thing. So, you know, they make it their own. I don't know. It is its own thing, but to keep throwing in these characters to move the story along, I guess we'll see where it goes. Yeah. You know, yeah. And. I know they probably had to do some fudging with timelines here and there. Because they've always kind of made <laughs> an issue out of how the years in between, like, um, well, Revenge of the Sith and then A New Hope, how much Obi-Wan aged when it wouldn't have been that long. <laughs> right, right. You know, but... But yeah. since, you know, they did the fourth one first, you know, yeah. that's what happens. Yep. Especially yep. when you try to go backwards yeah. at some point. So anyway, we'll get on to the spoilers here then um, and the discussion. Razorcrest, they're all sleeping. It's kind of it's cruising crazy. along. Yeah, well, it's, it's not cruising ins- along. It's bumping along. It's in sad shape. It is. And so they're headed down to this planet. Um, I forgot what the fuck name of it is. I got it written down somewhere. Anyway, it doesn't really matter that much. What the fuck dog's making all that racket? It's Evie. She's got... Needs to quit. <laughs> A new toy. So anyway, they, they're coming down. The ship's kind of going into a free fall in order to get down there. And they're going to kick on the engines at the last minute to try to land this and actually first you think they stick the landing on the pad but as soon as it does it just tips, tips over, over and yeah, falls too, into the water close to the edge. so they they get out um there's a of course this is going to get to the nerds i'm going to call it at at but it's at at like machine that pulls it out it's, of the water. Well, it's a crane instead yeah, of, crane. you know, what looks like a fucking elephant. But the legs or whatever. Are... But the legs definitely look like they're from the AT-AT. And like I said earlier, we grew up without all the information and the internet and shit. And growing up, we called it AT-AT. But um, anyway, yeah, it definitely had that look and feel to it. Yeah, it does. And so it pulls them out. And Frog Lady gets to see the Frog Man. Yep. He's there. Well, first of all, well, yeah, and at the same time, uh, the Mandalorian gives a dock worker, you know, some credits to try to... Oh, yeah, to fix his ship. Fix his ship, you know, and he's like, well, I can make it fly. Yeah, and he goes, and I'll fuel it up. If it holds fuel. Yeah, if it holds fuel. (laughs) If it still holds fuel. So, but yeah, then you... You see her meeting her husband, you know, and she still has some spawn left. 
Yep. There's yeah. just, he, <laughs> the, um, the child didn't eat at all. Yeah, no. And there's a cloaked figure, a yeah. woman, off on the side in between some boxes or crates. And, you know, he's says that, you know, talks to Frogman and says, you know, I was told that you could help me find others of my kind. And he talks frog language and points over to this building and Mando's like the inn. So they head over. It looks more like a fucking brew pub or some shit. I mean, don't say any part of it looks like an inn, but... You know, they're serving some food and stuff, and it's run by a man, <clears throat> Mon Calamari, and so he orders some chowder for the child, mm. which comes out of this fucking machine with the tube with and the squirts tube. it into a bowl. Yeah. You know, it looks kind of disgusting. Um, and he says, you know, I'll, I want to buy some info. Yeah, and instead of food, he decides he wants to buy the info. Yes, and he's looking for others of his kind that have been through there and wants to know if someone can take or well, he sets then he sets him up. This is where it starts getting like the last episode where he goes to his friend, she talks to the mandible guy and then sets him up with the frog woman. Mm-hmm. Well now he goes in Talks to the frog man who sends him to the Mon Calamari at the end, and the Mon Calamari sends him to Some, yeah, someone, else. someone else. But meanwhile, <clears throat> um, that's so. why I don't understand why these people are rating these things so high when they're so fucking similar. It's like, yeah. do you not remember what happened last week? But meanwhile, the the poor little young um, the child child uh, gets attacked by his soup. <laughs> And yes. then all Mando says is, don't play with your food. Don't <laughs> play with your food. Yeah, this little... And, and it's a little squid thing. It's a squid thing, yeah, attaches to his face. And you're going, alien, alien. <clears throat> but, yeah. Yeah, he says, you know, you know someone who might help, and he's a quorum. I don't know, they all seem to be related somehow or some shit. They're squid faces, that's what I call them. No, yeah, well, yeah, they pretty <laughs> much are. And so he books passage on their ship... Which is an actual legitimate water faring yeah. ship, <clears throat> you know, and it looks like you know a fishing vessel. Right, I got the right. nets and everything, and he says something about, oh, you ever seen a mamacore eat? And he says it's quite a, you know, sight. And so they open up this pit in the middle of the boat and um, dumping some fish in. So Mando comes over and he's watching. And, you know, they're saying, well, you know, the kid might want to watch this. Well, then he fucking takes his, whatever the fuck it was, and knocks the pod with the child right into the pit. Yep. And this mama core, as he called it, fucking eats it right up. Yeah. Of course, what's Mando do? He jumps in. He jumps right the fuck in. Yep. And then they close the lid. Yeah. Which is Then they shut the the grate on top of it. Yeah. Close the grate on him. So and, he's stuck in there. Yeah, not going so well. They're all trying to, you know, stab him with their weapons. And they're like, well, you know, the um, after they do that, the Beskar is ours. So they're just after him. They don't give a shit about the child uh-uh. or anything else. They care less what happens to it, obviously. It's inside this creature, and they're just after his Beskar. Well, I was figuring that was Squid Face's mama. No. 
<laughs> kind of looks very, like very a Lord's kind of thing. Kind of remind me a little bit of um, oh fuck it, I I can't even think now. Um, Sarlacc pit in a way, just oh, a little yeah. small version. Yeah. Um, it's kind of what it reminded me of. And so like I said he jumps in, they close the gate, and all of a sudden three Mandalorians show up mm-hmm. and start taking these guys out. And you know he's like, well, the creature's got the child, and so one of them she jumps in and rescues the you know, child, yeah. pulls out the pod, and mm-hmm. it's all bent to fuck. So this thing really had some strength right. biting down on that. And so she opens it up, takes out the child, and well, then while they're talking, they all take off their helmets. Which is a big no-no. And he's like, uh, what the fuck? He wants to know where they got that armor from. He um, does not believe they're Mandalorians. Yep, he doesn't. And, well, that ain't right. We had the first one, she's like, well, I'm Bo-Katan. Which is from one of those cartoons. Mm-hmm. So apparently a fan favorite. And, and it's Katie Sackhoff who I believe does the voice. And so she's also playing the character. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is her. And she, well, she was on, uh, she's been on other shows. So she's, I mean, she's really good no, yeah. at playing that type of a character. No, and she does a lot of voice she's acting. A, yeah, and she's a badass kind of character yeah and you know and she says you know she's the last of her line she's had and, it for three generations yeah or, you know the armor she's had for three generations she was born on mandalore yeah and fought in the purge and she tells him he's a child of the watch and he's like huh and she they she tells him you know cult of religious zealots who broke away and he's like well there's only one way <laughs> The way of the Mandalore, and then he flies off. Yeah. And, well, I yeah. think he's got a little bit to learn about that because obviously he was adopted, so he doesn't know the true. Yeah, because he wasn't. History. Yeah, he wasn't. If know. he's stuck with that group, then you know I'm sure he's only going to know that. Yeah. That is the way. Of course, they use the phrase a lot that too. That is the way too. That is the way. Yeah. But, you know, she was saying they're a, a religious uh, zealots that want to bring their old ways back. Right. And, and they just want to get their planet back. Yes, that's what she's after. Yes. And, and have them rule again. And Mandalore, he's... Or Mandalore. Mando, he's back at the docks and there's more of those corns and one of them's like, You killed my brother! And, well... He's like, well, you know, you need to just go ahead and let me go by. And they're like, no, now I'm going to kill your pet. Oh, boy. And then here comes three Mandalorians again. Yep. And Bo's like, well, you didn't kill your brother. I did. And, of course, you know, then they take out the rest of these little pricks. Yeah, it didn't take much for them to do that either. Oh, no, it did not. There was probably about six or eight of them. And they took them out fairly quickly, and they go, well, now can we buy you a drink? So they go in, and they kind of talk it out. And she's talking about, oh, Trask, I think was the name of this planet or city they were at. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, it's a black market port. 
you know, and they're staging some weapons, and well, we need these weapons, and we're going to retake our home world. Right. And he's like, well, that planet's cursed. And he says, you know, I was quest to return the child to the Jedi and hoping you would help by creed. And so she kind of goes on and says, well, I can lead you to one of their kind. But first, you got to help us with our mission. Yeah, so we're back to you help me, I'll help you, and it becomes a big, huge... Well, and he kind of owes them anyway. I mean, well, they yeah, did step in and save him and, you know, the uh-huh. child. So, yeah, they could have both been dead a couple times. <laughs> and so, while they're talking about taking over the the um, transport ship or whatever, um, he's asking if there's troops, and she goes, "Well, squad at the most." And then the the one male Mandalorian. There's two females and a male. He gets to speak once. Yeah, he does. He does have his only line, pretty much. Well, they couldn't hit the side of a bantha. The broadside of a banth or whatever. I would assume they've been on Tatooine. I don't know. Because otherwise that statement wouldn't make sense for someone to just come up with that. True. Out of nowhere. I mean, I I don't know. It just seems kind of odd that they would use bantha instead of something else. Well, true. And I don't know how far Mandalorian... You know, I mean... Humanoids you can see going elsewhere, and maybe some animals being transported, but, you know, come on, each planet's got their own creatures. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, he leaves the, the child with the frogs. Yeah, even, I mean, which is surprising, I mean. Well, he, do, he does tell child, be respectful and mind your manners. And you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> While he's eyeballing the little eggs. Already. And a little tadpole hatches. Yes, it does. That's a cute little thing. One of them pops out. And when they're getting ready to attack this frill, when the freighter's taking off, actually, they're playing pretty rockin' type score, which kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. surprised you. It was really good. Because it wasn't really like a, a major fight scene or action scene. It was just the... You know, freighter getting ready to take off. Of course, they're not supposed to jump to light speed until they get past a certain point. Right. And, well, then, you know, their ship's under attack, and they're like, well, it's pirates again. And um, so, you know, the captain or whatever pretty much tells them, well, we we need to pick up the pace and And get the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. And... At this point, you know, they're kind of going down through the hallway of the this freighter. And to me, it reminds me a lot of the detention center and on the Death Star and the, you know, New mm-hmm. Hope. Yeah. And that's exactly what reminded me of the whole layup, the way it sets up. I was just waiting for them to blow the hole and some and sort of vent thing or something and jump down in the hide. Yeah, because they have nooks where they can hide. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> And so, yeah. And stay out of the way. But, yeah, it looks just like corridor of mm-hmm. the Death Star. And, of course, you know, there's all these stormtroopers coming, and they're just taking them out. And um, so, anyway, they're talking about, you know, who's on there attacking them. And the one guy's like, well, there's only four, but they're Mandalorians. And then they're just like, oh, you can tell. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, so that's when he tells him, climb now. And the guy, the, one of the um, pilots like, oh, we're supposed to wait. You know, we've got to hold off until we jump to hyperspace. Nope. And so he starts telling him to close all the doors. And um, then there's a secondary guy in charge or whatever. He's in the back and uh-huh. tells him we got him trapped. And he's like, well, you got him trapped? And he's like, where? And he goes... Well, in the cargo control area, and you can see a look on his face like, uh, the main (laughs) guy like, oh, fuck. And all of a sudden the rear bay door opens and whoop, they they go go flying out. It's like, you're an idiot and you're supposed to be like upper management. (laughs) Well, okay, never mind. That's typical. Yeah. And so, you know, they're they're getting through and looking at the weapons and going through the Mandalorians are and checking out the weaponry. And she's got a little walkie-talkie. She's talking to the cockpit with the main guy there. And, of course, it's the same looking walkie-talkie thing that Luke had had in Episode 4, the white, you know, calm Mm -hmm. thing. And so she pretty much tells... Mando that, you know, we're taking the whole fucking ship. We're not just taking the weapons or disposing of these weapons or anything. Mm -hmm. We're taking the whole ship. And he's like, what? That wasn't part of the deal. And she says, well, there was something I need to rule Mandalore. And if you want to find the Jedi, you will help me take the ship. But she wants to rule Mm -hmm. Mandalore. Yes, she does. And, of course, our main captain guy, he calls Moff Gideon. I believe that was his name from the first season. Anyway... And, you know, he tells them that they've taken everything but the bridge. and They want help. Yeah, we want some backup. And he goes, well, at that point, it's not feasible now. He goes, you know what you need to do. Yep. Long live the Empire. And so the captain shoots both the pilots, both kills pilots. them. Yep. And, Takes um, control. Yeah, and starts to take the ship down. Yep. And so... While they're fighting off these stormtroopers, Mando's like, you know, cover me. And he starts running towards them all and, and getting hit multiple times. But obviously, you know, the Beskar's holding off yeah. all the laser blast. And he throws like three little grenades in there. That's why anybody would want that type of suit. <laughs> yeah. And they take the cop cockpit and, you know, she's telling the captain, hey, you know, you, you know where he's at. And he's got something I need. And he's like, well, you know, you may kill me or whatever, but he will kill me. Mm -hmm. So he's not giving up the information. He bites down on some tablet or something and shocks himself to death. Some sort of suicide pill. And, um, but she's after the dark saber. And, well, that's not going to happen now. So, but the other girl says, well, you know, he bit down on the capsule. That sent a distress signal. Right. And so they're going to hurry up and get the fuck out of there. Yep. And, of course, Bo wants Mando to join them. And he just asks where the Jedi is. So she tells him that the city of Caledon, what, forest planet of Corvus, you will find Osaka Tenno or Tenno. Which, again, is another one from one of the cartoons, cartoons. I believe. Yeah. yeah. It's been a, I guess, major fan favorite there for the, the cartoons. 
Um, I'm not sure which one, but whatever. Um, then tell her that you were sent by, you know, Bo-Katan. Right. And so he jumps off the freighter and goes down and goes to get the child. And Who is playing? He's still with the frogs, playing with the little baby. The little baby in a bowl. And he's already grown pretty quickly. He's now got two legs. He's turning kind of reddish. Yeah, and he hasn't even looked like he hasn't even attempted to eat it. I'll say, yeah, he looks like he's just having fun. Yeah. Didn't eat it at all, so he minded his manners. Yeah. And then he says something to Mando in whatever the hell he's speaking, babyish, I don't know. And Mando's like, no, I have enough pets. <laughs> Obviously referring to him. And <laughs> so he goes back to get the Razor Crest, and he looks at it and goes, I gave you a thousand credits. This is the best you could do? Yeah. And this thing looks like it's held together on the outside. You see all these kind of wires and lines. Fishing nets. Well, on the inside, yeah. you see the fishing nets. So it's uh. it's all the the lines and stuff and the fishing nets holding this fucking ship together. It's still in horrible condition. <clears throat> Nothing mechanical. Mechanical was probably even done. No. Nothing. But it did get fueled up, apparently. Okay. It's well, still yeah. holding fuel. It is holding fuel, at least. And, you know, when he sits down, looks at that, and he goes, Mon Calamari, unbelievable. And then there's this starfish, octopus-looking thing mm-hmm. crawling around in there, and it goes to drop down on little baby Yoda, and Mando catches it. And then you see... Um, the little, one of the little tentacles, the last thing mm-hmm. you see in Baby Yoda's mouth. Yeah, you never put anything in front of his face. And <laughs> no, because he won't eat it. And he, you know, and he tells him, oh, you know, get ready, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. And, of course, first thing I thought of was Harry Potter and the Shrunken yep. Heads. Yep. That it's just came right to me ride. the way it sounded. <laughs> it's going to be a bumpy ride. Yep. And so, but yeah, this episode was written by Favreau, which I think he's written all of them, probably the whole season, and directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, who directed one last season. Of course, no surprise, Daddy is a favorite of Disney. Um, but again, I mean, it was good and fun, but it's just like it seems like the same setup each time. I mean, how many people does he have to go through? Each time to get to the one person that's going to set him off to where he needs to go. Yeah, it just feels like we're almost really going nowhere. Well, at least once he got to the Mandalorians, they did tell him where to go. So hopefully when he gets there, he won't have to go through someone else to find out. Oh, he probably will. Oh, I'm sure he will. And he'll probably have to kill something for someone. But to or go, capture yeah. something for someone. It just reminded me too much of the previous episode with the whole going to this person to get sent to this person to get to where he wants to go. And, and they still don't even know what the child is. Well, it's no. so funny because no. they don't know what the child is. No, and that really was never made, you know, a thing during any of the movies anyway. Mm-hmm. It's mentioned somewhere, but I forgot what Yoda's... You know what he is, um, but I think it was only mentioned like once, and that wasn't during anything. I think it may have been 
you know, either a panel or something. Oh, I thought I read somewhere where they... Well, it may not have mentioned stuck it either. It may have been just something they were thinking about. Oh. You know, and of course, everybody thought he was the only one, so obviously not. <clears throat> but anyway, we've also been watching a few other things. Pen 15 yeah. on Hulu. That's also kinda, looks like penis. Yeah, well, that's the whole point. <laughs> it's supposed to be penis. But um, these two seventh graders being played by kind of the creators, mm-hmm. and they use their real first names. But So they're playing 13-year-old girls. They are now, I think, 32 or 33. So it have been like 31 when they did that first season. Yeah, and they do look like teenagers. They oh yeah, they really they do. do, and they they pull off acting they, like them quite oh, yeah. well too. Maybe a little bit too well sometimes. Yeah. It was like, oh my god, were we that dumb? Yeah, <laughs> more than likely, yes, or worse. Well, I mean, it was the eighties, so I don't know. They were pretty dumb. No, yeah. <laughs> and then of course the outpost. Right. That's yeah. I like that one. Interesting. And then the other big one. Finally, after hearing about this for the last few years, The Leftovers. Oh, that is and good. holy shit. Yeah. That first season was really good. It's about, what, 120 million people just all of a sudden disappear. Okay, 140 million people just disappear off the planet. Just disappear. And nobody knows what the fuck happened yeah. to them. So they're calling like end of times, like Jesus called them back or whatever. And they are the leftovers. And then the ones here are the leftovers. Yeah. And having to deal with it. And uh, you see how many people have or, or have not dealt with it very well. And you got some weird cult thing now that's cropped but, up that's trying to make people remember... Well, fuck, you lose a family member, you're going to remember, but they're they're going to extremes to make people remember. And then after they've been in there and get initiated in or whatever and start wearing all white, they become fucking chain smokers, they don't talk. And they harass people. And they, they do, they stalk people. Yep, they stalk them and until... And major harassing comes later, after they take pictures of everybody's <clears throat> families and shit. It it gets crazy, but yeah, yeah it's of, really good. Our main cop, he didn't lose anybody in it, but his wife became a member of this fucking cult. Yeah, and his daughter did for one night. Yeah, right. Yeah, she she went one night, and that was the end for her. She had enough. <laughs> yeah, and then one of her, the new woman he's with, she'd lost her whole family, her husband and two kids, all sitting at the table and. So that was quite interesting. And then the second season, fuck that first episode. God damn, that was nuts. Mm-hmm. I could not believe that it, it starts off in a whole new city and there's like flashbacks to cavemen and shit. And you're trying to figure out where the and fuck and I'm where the sure fuck and. I'd put it on the, wrong, same, the right fucking show because the intro totally changed and there's shitty ass country music playing at the beginning now. Got some sheep loving going on. But then again, this one's set in Texas where this town, apparently nobody was taken. Nobody was taken. Yeah. You know. 
and so or ascended whatever and they the call fuck it they call now it. they call it miracle right yeah i forgot what the name of it is but miracle I and mean, that may have been the name of the park already but they just went ahead and started calling it miracle i don't know but there's earthquakes going on in there now and of course that's well, there had been fracking. in the caveman times though too yeah. that was a you know that's true i i assume that was set there too it was and, because okay. that was the same body of water oh that was the exact same body of water so yeah but it's it's been very interesting so the and the family moved down there right yeah so So we do have you know our main characters back back, and they're down there um and you're still seeing the whack out mom and her son from a previous relationship yeah they've gotten back together and so it's kind of it's you're still seeing, you know, the fallout that she's well, she's caused. now kind of trying to take down the cult. Yes. Or at least help members mm-hmm. get out. Actually, I think she, in a way she thinks by doing going through the back door. Right. In a way she can take, take them down. Take down, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, she's gotten out, and but yeah, we're in, I think we've seen three episodes, and you know, um, the one thing that's kind of the way it plays out is that each episode kind of focuses on mainly on a certain person or at least a certain group of people. Right. You know, like this first one introduced the new family that's going to be a major player. Right. In the first in Texas. episode. Yeah, yeah. This season was like, holy fuck. Because, you know, he's a fire chief. Yeah. My husband is. And he likes fires. Because he <laughs> likes to burn people's houses down. But. If he doesn't like you, your house is. Yeah, so I'm curious where this is all going to go. Um, I've never I've been able to avoid spoilers. I just always hear how often it comes up on other all these podcasts and how great it was. So I'm so far pretty glad I chose, you know, yeah, chose to watch this. It is really good. While we're waiting for a few other things to come back. To pop back up. And then, of course, we've got the holidays coming up. So, True, but, you know, I'll have to get on my holiday kick uh, of movies. Yeah. His Dark Materials is coming out tomorrow. It comes back for season two. And then 16th of December, we got The Expanse. Oh, I can't wait to see Amos again. <laughs> so that's getting close. Amos is a great character. And that's season five, and now we'll start off. They said it's going to have three episodes. It's going to do like the boys. Mm-hmm. Yep, three, three episodes, episodes and are dropped once immediately. A week. Yep. So. And then it'll go to once a week, and we're supposed to hear a lot more about Amos's background. Yeah, you can get that from the trailer because mm-hmm. he's going back to Baltimore. So he is going back to Earth. And what, that was the, the secondary book that they'd put out that dealt with him. You know, it wasn't part of the main book series. It was a novella, like a novella. Yeah. yeah. So, can't wait for that. I really wanted to go see Freaky, but we didn't. I went to get tickets one day, and the theater wasn't open at that time, so, you know, oh well. Got so much shit going on anyway. Um, But, I think, is there anything else you can think of? 
Any news stories or anything else? Not that I can think of. No, I don't think we watched anything else, do we? No, we've just been watching those two shows mainly. Okay, I can't remember if we watched a movie or not. (laughs) If we... Well, I know you put on some Christmassy shit in the background yesterday. Yeah. That I didn't see. Yeah, that, what was that, Operation... Christmas Drop or some shit. Yeah, I saw part of it. Which has Bjorn from Vikings in it. Yeah. And you said it just reminded you of all the Hallmark shit. It's just a repeat of all the Hallmark stuff, except that it is actually based on an actual real event that does take place. So that is true. And then one of the actors that's in it is a part of the actual drop and has been for, I don't know, like 50 years and he was in the movie also but so it is you know maybe how they do some of the stuff maybe you know part just a story but the real event but the event is a real thing and they do a lot of good for those outlying islands good all right well i guess i'll wrap it up then i'm m connor 666 on untapped she's mc vampire we're going to be reached at donabeer at gmail.com, and we are out.